We're going to be spending uh, this year looking at what it means to walk by the Spirit, which is a term uh, that we find in the New Testament, but we find the pictures and the imagery all the way through Scripture uh, as well. And so um, this part of the term, we're looking at some passages in the Old Testament um, that that sort of show us some of that and what that might mean uh, for us, and we're going to explore some of those. Uh, We're starting with a mixture of verses that are quite well um, quite well known over the next few weeks, spent uh, three weeks with Elijah um, as well, uh, and then the, after half term we're going to look at Ephesians as well. But Fran's going to we look at, um, start Deuteronomy, um, we looked at beginning last week a little bit as well. So Deuteronomy uh, chapter 30 verses 11 to 20, which is on page 208 if you've got your pew Bible, your green pew Bible, um, if you've got a phone and you followed on your phone, we're in the NIV UK version of it I think. Uh, So Deuteronomy 30, verses 11 to 20. Now what I am commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It is not up in heaven so that you have to ask who will ascend into heaven to get it and proclaim it to us so that we may obey it. Nor is it beyond the sea, so that you have to ask, who will cross the sea to get it and proclaim it to us, so that we may obey it? No, the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart, so that you may obey it. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, to keep his commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away, and you are not obedient, and you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life, and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give you to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Fran. Shall we pray together as we start? Father God, we thank you this morning for your word. And we pray, please, that as we spend time in it together, we might grow to know you better, to love you more. And that your Holy Spirit would teach us, would urge us on with you, would refresh us and excite us about the path ahead. 
In Jesus' name, amen. So I wonder if you've ever considered how many different choices that you make in a day, from the moment that you wake up until you go to bed. Shall I ignore my alarm? Or shall I crawl out of bed and have a shower? Shall I start my day with God or shall I rush downstairs and have my breakfast because I'm feeling peckish? How am I going to respond to a tricky phone call or disagreement at work? Where should we go on holiday? That's always a very important question in our family in the first week of the uh, new year. And so it goes on. Life is filled with choices. Important or trivial, they fill our day. And perhaps especially at a new year. Shall I join a gym or not? Shall I give up alcohol? Shall I go vegan? Shall I try and lose some weight? It's exhausting. We've only got to the end of the first week with all those choices. And this passage in Deuteronomy offers two eternal choices. Moses, the author, is coming into land after 30 chapters of outlining for God's people their options. Will they love, faithfully love and obey God and enjoy his blessing as as they follow him? Or will they instead choose disobedience and the worship of idols, which will lead them to terrible curses, to destruction, and yes, to death? There's an urgency, I think, in Moses' writing here because he's coming to the end of his life and he's about to hand on the baton of leadership to Joshua. And he's pleading with the people, choose God, choose following him, choose life with him, and you will receive eternal blessings. So if God's people are to choose life, Moses highlights some things here. We're going to look at three of them that are important for the people to do. One is that they are to walk with him. Two is they are to listen to him. And three, they're to hold on to him. But before we look at those, let's just take a moment to be really honest with ourselves. It's a week into 2022 and already I know that I haven't walked with him. I've not faithfully walked with him or faithfully listened to him or faithfully held on to him. And perhaps you already are feeling like you're switching off because you're just thinking, oh, here we go again, back in the pulpit, and they're telling me all the sorts of things that God wants me to do, and I find it so hard, and I'm completely exhausted already of all the things I can't do. Please don't switch off, because you're not alone, and I'm not alone. The people of Israel were exactly the same. They didn't walk with God faithfully. They didn't listen to him or hold on to him. They stuffed it up all the time. As soon as Moses led them out of Egypt, doubting God and rebelling against him. And even after this final great preach of Moses, they're going to fail and stuff him up, stuff it up again numerous times as they head off into Canaan. Moses knew it and God knew it. So it seems strange, if you have a look at verse 11, that Moses says that in asking the people to love God wholeheartedly, he isn't actually asking too much of them. Well, you might be internally shouting at me right now, going, it is too much. It's too hard. Humanly speaking, you'd be right. But look at verse 14. And I love this phrase. Moses writes, the word is very near to them. In other words, 
They have everything that they need to love and follow God. They have his law. They have his law in their hearts and as they speak, which will help them live in response to all that he's done for them. And verse 14 reminds us that the word is very near to us too in the fullest and most complete way because Jesus is the living word. And as his followers, we can trust that his spirit is dwelling within us, helping us daily to live for him, reminding us of the promises of God, the truths of the gospel, even when we fail and falter. He could not be any nearer to you or I because of his spirit. What a wonderful promise that is at the beginning of a new year. So with that in mind, confident that he's near, let's come to these challenges of Moses, not disheartened, but expectant that with the help of the Spirit, we can grow this year. We can grow in the love of God. Firstly then, choosing life means choosing to walk with him. Moses calls us to walk in obedience with God, to heap his commands, decrees and laws, and then you will live and increase and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. Those who love God choose to obey him above all else. And when faces with all, faced with all the choices of the day, God comes first rather than our own desires or what we think we need. And that means walking in step with his spirit, in his direction through the ups and the downs of life. So for me, it means choosing to open my Bible before I get up. Not always, but I try to do that because I want to obey him. It means giving generously when I feel worried about finances and trying to sort out the stress of Christmas. It means saying sorry when I've hurt someone. It means persevering when I feel low and distant from God. Look at the promises that Moses reminds us in verse 16. When we're obedient, we will live, flourish, and be blessed. He promises Israel that they will be blessed in the land that they're about to enter. And that's because it's the land that God promised them, where if they're obedient and enjoy God's presence with them, he will protect them from their enemies, enable them to grow and to flourish in numbers and to prosper. For us, God is present by his spirit everywhere we go, living with us, closer than we can ever imagine, a constant presence Whatever enemies, whatever challenges we face, he is never, never not near and will never leave us. So the second choice we make that brings us life is to listen to him. That's in verse 20. And we talk a lot about listening to God and the importance of hearing his voice, but I wonder how many of you, like me, find that actually daily really quite difficult. With so much busyness and distractions and noise, it's hard to find quiet. It's hard to find the patience to sit at the feet of Jesus and hear him speak. Moses wasn't the only writer in scripture to challenge us to listen to the voice of God. Think of Jesus. Jesus, the good shepherd, describing the importance of his sheep, hearing his voice, following him, protected and safe wherever he leads. I get very impatient to hear God. And in my worst times, I wonder if he speaks to me at all. Sometimes that's because I mistakenly think that he doesn't think I'm worth it. 
or I've just strayed too far for him to bother. But what a lie that is. Because the fact is, Scripture tells us that God speaks. He always has throughout Scripture, throughout history. And if that's the case, then I want, my, I want to keep my ears open to what he wants to say to me. He speaks through his word, which when we read it, nourishes us. He speaks to us through good counsel and wise and godly friends. He speaks to us through common sense. He sometimes speaks to us in visions, dreams and pictures, or as we spend time alone with him. He speaks to us and we simply get on and obey him, confirming as we go, checking things with scripture, that we are on the right track. Now, we are all different, so let's not be fooled into thinking that just because I don't have visions and dreams, he isn't speaking or I'm not listening. Because each of us is uniquely his. And for me, I mostly hear God when I chew and read, it, read his word and chew it over or talk and pray with others about it. Sometimes I get a gut feeling about something that turns out to be God speaking. Sometimes it isn't. It's not always easy to hear, but we can be sure that our loving Heavenly Father always speaks truthfully and lovingly. And whilst we may feel challenged or uncomfortable, he is the only voice worth listening to. The final choice that we can make from this passage, which brings life, is to hold fast to him. Verse 16. What a wonderful phrase that is. I wonder if any of you have ever used those commando strips to hang a picture on the wall. They're meant, have you, any, does anyone know what I'm talking about? They're meant to be really super strong and great because you just hang the picture and then you can peel them off at the end without taking the paint off. Well, I had a commando strip failure last week. My mum is an artist and she gave me a lovely big poster that she'd made and I framed it and I hung it with commando strips feeling really capable and confident that I didn't need Adrian and I didn't need to drill any holes in the wall. A couple of hours later, there was an almighty crash and the frame <laughs> shattered on the floor. You see, the frame had not held fast and it was a complete disaster. Holding fast to God is never a disaster and it will never lead to disaster or destruction, but only to blessing. When trouble comes and we cling to him, even by our fingernails, he's never going to fail us or leave us or drop us. So we can hold fast when we're worried about our children or our grandchildren. We can hold fast when we're worried about our health or the health of others. We can hold fast when we're worried and lonely or grieving and sad. Hold fast to the one who loves us. A few years ago, I was introduced to a new song, which was new to me, but I, it isn't a new, new song. It wasn't a song I imagined that I would, um, that would grip me quite as powerfully as I did. And some of you may know it, but I found the words so comforting at the time um, when I was facing a partic particular, a lot of change. And a couple of verses go like this. When I fear my faith will fail, Christ will hold me fast. When the tempter would prevail, he will hold me fast. I could never keep my hold through life's fearful path, for my love is often cold. He must hold me fast. Google it, 
If you want the rest, it's quite long, so I haven't put it all in. But the point is, he will hold us. And what strikes me is that I know I struggle to hold on to him and to fail often, but he's got me and he's got you, so I will never fail, never fall. Walking with our Heavenly Father and listening to him and holding fast to him are ways to life, both now and forever. We know we can't be obedient to them in our own strength, but they are not beyond our reach because we've been saved by grace and not by our own efforts. Not only that, the spirit of Jesus himself lives within us, equipping us, comforting us, helping us, breathing life into us every day, reminding us that God is near, that he could not be any closer. So let's make that choice to love God wholeheartedly, to recommit ourselves to him this year. As Moses writes earlier in Deuteronomy, love him with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength. This doesn't mean that 2022 will not hold challenges or struggles or pain, but it is the way of blessing, of life, not just for the years now that we spend on earth, but for all eternity. So let's just spend a moment in the quiet, just praying. Maybe you want to recommit yourself to God today. Maybe you want to take some of that and say, do you know what? I want to start again. I want to recommit myself to you, to love you, to obey you, to hold fast to you, to live for you. And I'm going to use that, uh, the words of Deuteronomy 6 to help us to do that. So let's just pray together. Father, we can so often be overwhelmed by what it means to follow you. We can so often get consumed by our own failure and our own inability to stick at it. But we rejoice that we have your spirit with us. And we ask now, please, that you would, by the power of your spirit, fill us again that we might wholeheartedly love you, walk with you, listen to you, and hold fast to you. Hear, O Israel, hear, St. Swithin's Church, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. May that be our prayer this day, we pray. We choose life. We choose you. Please, would you help us? Amen.